Hey, hey humans. humans, it's, it's your, your girl, girl Chocolate Dunda, bringing you another episode of, of Summaries with Chow. <laughs> hey y'all, it's your girl. It's been so long since I've been here recording. And uh, I just wanted to pop in. There's so much that's happened and so much of it. I'm like, is it podcast worthy to tell everybody everything? And I've learned to say less. And I am currently like those listening are probably like, what's new? You're always going through something sad, but it's not sad anymore. Like I think that I'm at a place of, I've been at a place of, um, man, um, I was going to say retrospection, but I don't think that's a word, but like, I've definitely been doing more interpersonal work and it's not easy at all. And I know it's a journey and, um, I've been on this path of healing, this road to peace for a while, and I stopped at a few houses on the way, houses of distraction, houses of um, uh, vices, and I think I just went to those things because it was me trying to escape the reality of things, but once you like get out of the house and you go back to the road to peace, you kind of... Um, find your way like back it's like back to reality you know it's like oh you can't escape this it's gonna be here when you're done dealing with your vices or using your vices to get you out of this reality you are gonna be back you know and I have to know and learn that this isn't something that I can continue to do comfortably I'm like ooh, I want to fill you in but I will just say that from the last time we spoke, well, I did a few like um, recordings by myself, but one of the last few times I was in Africa, and that was a crazy experience. And what it led to was Moise coming to America. He's been here since September the 3rd, but it has not been an easy journey for him or for myself. And um, it's been a lot of reality checks for both of us. We're learning so much about ourselves. And I want to have him as a guest again to just talk about um, some of the stuff he's been going through since he's been here. Some highs and lows from him. And there's a lot that I want to say, but I don't want to speak for someone else. But just know that if you pray, continue to pray for us. Speaking of Africa, my parents have been there for about a week now, I want to say. Maybe a little over a week. I'm not really quite sure, but I know a week for sure. And um, they're in Tanzania, which has been very cool to see pictures and stuff of how beautiful it is. I've only experienced time in Nigeria, like Lagos and Ogun State. And... um, like Ikeja and Ibaja, but those are more like cities in Africa with rural parts. 
this is very rural where they are and it's beautiful they're seeing like africa the ones that we learn about in textbooks with all the like giraffes and the oxen and things like that that you know i never experienced i saw a lot of goats and turkeys (laughs) you know um but they're seeing all parts of it and that's cool i know we're gonna hear a lot about it um but i haven't been around my family in a long time i'm not very family oriented but I've been watching, this is funny, like Housewives of Potomac. I started from season one and I'm now I think on season four. And it's interesting to see these women where they started on the show and where they are now. Um, Because I started watching like the most recent season, which at the time was I think season six. And then I think they just finished um, season seven. So I've been watching it from the beginning to see like the years that happened before this and a lot of them were mentioning their parents one cast member her mom and dad both died within seven months of each other um like it had been they died yeah within seven months and it's that's a short amount of time and she was broken and she was like they were like would you like to give any advice um you know as the season finale I think it was the reunion and she was like keep your parents close keep your mom and your dad close because you only get one and that was like an interesting pill for me to swallow because I haven't been keeping them close and I think because of what I've been going through personally it's like I don't want to keep you close I don't want to be a burden if I had to to document what has happened to me personally in the last two years two years alone and that's like the whole world we've all been through so much like since the pandemic began but even before that like the year started with Kobe Bryant passing away and then deaths just kept coming up to us being locked down at our homes not able to go out and get the things that we needed um comfortably at least and then me being in a show and that show being canceled and that show was going to be really good and all the things that have has happened since then regarding you know our government um local and you know expanded nationwide so much has happened and on top of that like me being diagnosed with MS and having to deal with that, this new body, this new, newfound fatigue that, you know, we'd be feeling, but it's like, oh, now I understand where it's coming from and not trying to play the victim card like every chance I get, trying to push through, but it being an invisible disease, people don't understand some of the things that I do or the way that I walk or, you know, the way that I think or process thoughts are slower than some or different than some, I guess because of me trying to grow accustomed to this newfound health, (laughs) this newfound illness. And I know me talking right now is not making a lot of sense, but I just wanted to get it out because it it has been just too long and I haven't been, I've been making false covenants, like promoting black and brown businesses, which is sad, or, um, doing exhort corners which is sad these are things that I want to get better at doing um within the next year but even me saying that is like man don't be making false covenants 
things that you're promising to do that you're not going to do. I don't want to be that person anymore. But where I currently am is at a standstill. I just listened to a podcast. It's like a spinoff from Armchair Experts. They do this thing on Fridays called Armchair Anonymous where they have a prompt. And people, they pick a few people to to be on a call with them and they tell their story about the prompt and on Friday the prompt was being stuck and um, one person thought like physically stuck like stuck between you know two cars or stuck you know in a cave or whatever and another person was night I was like in mid recording session and I was using my microphone phone and um as I was making a an episode I got a call from my boss and it was like an intense conversation she wasn't like yelling at me I wasn't in trouble but it was just an intense conversation that took place dealing with so much that has happened to me towards the middle end of last month and and into this month as this month is already in the middle of this month and it's going to end in about two weeks and uh so much is going on this time of year is already challenging for a lot of people in the world especially americans well i'm sure i don't want to say especially as if it's only but i know for me personally this time last year i was in the hospital I remember spending Thanksgiving in the hospital last year. It was just a crazy time, you know what I mean? Um, And then getting out of the hospital the week before Christmas. And this year, like, I'm second grade teaching, which is really wild. um, Because even that teaching process, there's still a lot that I have to deal with to get, like, settled in completely. And I started into the school year about eight weeks in. And so a lot of the kids are like, just, we're all just now getting to know and get comfortable with one another. But, you know, I I love my class. They're silly and wild like me. So it works out. And I think, though I don't know what I'm doing, child, I do feel like I can grow in this area, but I have had no guidance or anything like that, to be honest. And um, I'm overwhelmed. So that's just one aspect of my life. So much other things that have happened is Moise, who he's been my partner for years, even though we haven't been in contact with each other. I I hardly know the man, but I know the man, you know, he's been in Africa forever. He moved to America and got here September like third. A couple of my last few episodes, I talk about or I'm in Africa and we're having a conversation. I record us being together and. You know, it felt really good and really promising. And I was like going through so much when I was in Africa. I got sick while I was out there. And I I got the results of a certification test out there. There was just so much. I got a job while I was out there. Like a lot happened. Not a job in Africa, but an American job while being in Africa. It was a crazy experience. Like the most craziest thing that I've ever felt like I've dealt with. And uh, um, basically, my neurologist 
helped us get to America, not helped us, helped him, you know, expedite our petition. Like we, that petition has been sitting for, man, three plus years. I don't even know, two and a half. It was, a. It's. it had been a long time since we had seen each other. So I was like out of sight, out of mind kind of person. Like, man, he was not a part of my future. Like I just wasn't caring. And it got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm going to help you get here. But then after that, yon, yo, you know, and it wasn't like the most heartfelt, but it didn't start that way. I think we just had a hard time seeing eye to eye. And marriage in general is not easy. And um, the fact that uh, like people tell me this and people, you know, you see it, you see it on TV shows, you see it in reality. Um, But like actually being somebody, I'm like, man, who would have thought like, in the past two years, um, not in, not including the years before this, because things started kind of going downhill for me in 2018. And then 2019, it kind of looked up a little bit, and then it went down from hill from there, and my body started changing. I, I was diagnosed with a chronic illness and family problems, which are still ongoing. <laughs> They're not as bad as, like, you know, they could be and, and were. But, you know, I think it's family. But I've been dealing with a lot personally, and I've been booked, which is a blessing, because I, I remember not being able to walk this time last year and thinking, man, that's it for me. Theater looks different for me. Theater is uh, not going to be the same, and just being so hurt by that. But then coming back and doing some amazing things on stage is like, wow, me? It was overwhelming for my body and, you know, not knowing how to tell people, hey, I have MS. Like, I don't know if I can use my hands the same way that you're expecting. And I don't know if I can walk or do this dance move the way that you're expecting. You don't want to be a burden. And so I feel that way also about... um just my life in general, like trying to get back up again. I was in the hospital when I was terminated from a job that I loved. I wanted to be so good at this job. And I was in the hospital too long. They terminated me. And so having to work my way back up to success has been such a struggle. And I've been like trying to financially like hold on tight. And then when I'm like, all right, I got it, I got it. I try something new and it doesn't go well, then you beat yourself up because you're dragging yourself down. And in order to get back up, you ask for help and the help that you receive or you want to receive is not reciprocated. They don't want to help you or they feel like you're going to just take advantage of them. And I know that feeling because I feel the same way about current situations that I'm going through. So it's like this roller coaster snowball effect of like trouble. And it's like, man, why is my name in in this? Like, I don't want to be involved in this. This is not something that I feel comfortable with. And as a seven, you already know, we don't, we're not trying to deal with none of this. We're looking for escape route one-on-one. Let's get out of this. And that's kind of honestly how I feel. I don't want to feel like a burden. I don't want to feel like I'm letting people down by making decisions that are not smart for me. And, uh, yeah, I'm just at like a real, real big standstill. And I was trying to record this last night and I, man, like it started kind of recording the phone conversation. And I was like, oh my God, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? Like (laughs) I was stuck and I was like, please don't publish this episode, you know, because it was crazy. And 
I honestly feel like, you know, I don't know how my boss feels about me. I don't know how she feels about, I think, I think to a certain extent, I'm here out of desperation teaching second grade. It's not that I'm even good. It's just I was given an opportunity and I took it. But I remember when I was like tripping in my house, couldn't really walk. I was super sad, more sad than now for just not having a job in general. And I remember, and man, I don't, I don't think I was smoking. Like I wasn't smoking or drinking or anything then. I don't think. And I just promise you, I heard a voice say Brentwood out of nowhere. And I was pissed because I had worked at this school with the same name and Uh, You know, I left that job due to mental health reasons and I was sick with MS and I didn't understand what was going on in my body. I didn't know it was MS at the time, but going through so much like physically and mentally and not having like the support on campus that I feel like maybe I needed, especially in that type of environment and leaving and hearing that, hearing that being said, I was like, what does that mean? I was upset. I was I was pissed, you know, because I was like my sister had been working at this place for about a few years teaching, uh, I think it's fourth grade and like doing a really great job. And like, I mean, I'm seeing her life turn around and I'm just like, man, I was pissed because here I am. I mean, I've always been the child who's had a job no matter what. I'm having a job, usually more than one, like several means of income, like always doing something and to be somebody who we like literally switched roles and here she is like getting therapy like mental health thriving fitness thriving faith thriving all this stuff doing well and I'm like literally doing the opposite and it's like terrible because I think the way we grew up we've always been in a mild competition and it's not something that I've ever wanted to be a part of but everyone has kind of forced upon us to compete. And it's been a disgusting and unhealthy situation. And now that we're in our 30s, mid 30s, mid to late 30s, we're getting to this place of like, all right, like we're gonna try to make an effort to like care about each other as human beings. And I think so much of life has happened to me. And so much of me still has this like, I had to learn how to walk, like victimizing personality that's like, feel sorry for me. But at the same time, like, because of who I am, everybody's like, man, you get up and you keep going. Like, you're not somebody who just stays down. Like, here I am teaching second grade. Uh, I just finished a show and I'm in rehearsal for another show. We open next month. Like, there's so much going on. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just got cast in a show that I was in during the pandemic, right at the top of the pandemic, when they started being like, everything is shut down, no more than 10 people in a place together, no more than five people. They kept the the number kept lowering. So then they were like, all right, we got to shut it down. And I was so sad. I think we had like two or three rehearsals. So we closed it all down. And uh, after that, I was like, man, there goes that. It was years, years went by. And then we saw that theater's like um, upcoming list and they're bringing back a lot of the shows that they never got the opportunity to do. So they're doing them now. And I'm like, okay, well, availability looks different. So much has changed. Availability is not the same as it was. Like at the time, 
I wasn't teaching. I was only working on theater and I was living with my parents. So I didn't have no rent to worry about. I just had like bills. And uh, I think I was doing favor. I think I was doing like deliveries. You know what I mean? Which which that job, I still worked like eight hour shifts. You know what I mean? Because I just, I don't know. I just can't sit still hardcore. So I was working on those. And then when I wasn't there, I was at theater. Theater was like a full-time job. It was like eight, eight hour rehearsals. You know what I mean? That's a job. So we'd be doing that. And that was a check. And then they shut it down. So I was like, oh, man, I was really looking forward to doing that. And, um, you know, years go by. And I work with these people on Zoom. And, like, sometimes we do play readings in person. Like, as the pandemic started to kind of lift a little bit. We're still in it, you know. But not many people are wearing masks. People still do wear masks. But not many people do that as much anymore and stuff. But, um, but anyways, like... Um, Yeah, so we started to, like, have, like, random rehearsals. And then, like, recently they asked, hey, what's your availability looking like for these dates? And so I was like, well, you know, some of these dates, like spring break, I'll be free. Like, I'm not doing nothing. And the other times I'm going to be at work till 3 o'clock. And then after that, you know, I'm free. And so... Uh, that was that, sitting in my availability, you know, and here comes the opportunity. Now, uh, I'm just checking my email and life is so just crazy, you guys, like so much that I really want to give details about, but I'm like, I can't spill too much tea. I'm learning and still learning to say less sometimes and just not be talking too much, but life is mad crazy right now super crazy and I'm I I, you know I walk on eggshells every day so in the midst of feeling the way that I feel I check my email and it's like oh I got a show offer and I'm like whoa that came out of nowhere and financially that sounds awesome because I don't know where I'll be you know what I mean and so that's really cool that was really a cool thing to hear and so I'm thinking a lot now about you know just everything else going on and I'm like all right I just I feel this thing right and I've been thinking about this and I've been talking to people about this why is it that and I think I probably even said it on other podcast episodes um why is it that when we are at at our lowest and at our worst we feel more comfortable coming to God I mean I don't personally always sometimes I'm embarrassed or angry and I don't really know what to say to God but like when I'm at my lowest or when I'm desperate like when I couldn't walk you know what I'm saying my whole podcast vibe changed I was like let's make it more faith-based you know what I mean because I was trying to not appease God but like maybe that like I was just trying to put him first and like all of the things that I did and do so I was like all right like we're gonna make this like more faith-based and I'll maybe geared towards an audience like I've lost a lot of members not members listeners I think mainly one is the frequency frequent frequency in which I uh, post episodes and also the content 
And I understand that, guys. I'm still finding my way. And I don't know if I'll ever find it, but it's just something that I'm doing. This is something that was like a pastime, verbal diary. And then when I got sick and couldn't write, it really came in handy because I couldn't write down my thoughts. And now it's just like something habitual. And I got my dad, my mom, and even my sister and and my brother into podcasting. It's a thing, man. It's been a thing like since Serial. Serial put podcasts on the map. Like they were already a thing. You know, because I remember recording a podcast when I was in college, man. It was like early 2000s. Um, I remember that. It was, uh, it was embarrassing if I go back and listen now. We was young, young. But like, so that that was, it, it, they've been around for uh, years, but nobody really paid that much attention to it. Then all of a sudden, Siri came out. Siri, Serial about Adnan Syed, which by the way, he's out, y'all. Oh my goodness. Like... I'm so glad they finally released this man. This poor man. Been in prison. Falsely accused for so long. And like, it's still controversial. Like, did he do it or did he not? Still don't know. But they didn't have enough evidence to put that man in jail for the rest of his life like that. And I'm proud that he's out, man. His story was awesome. I mean, the way it was delivered was like, I'm about to go back and listen to Serial Child because I just miss it. It was good. But like, anyways, my point is, podcast been been on. We put them on the map. I mean, she put them on the map. But I, you know, I kept them going because I just became obsessed with podcasting after that. And then I was like, let's make our own, you know. And I had some friends involved, but they were just like working on their own time zone. And I got tired of that. I was like, nah. I'm tired of working on other people's clocks because I just wanted to get get it going. Like every Wednesday, let's get together. Let's put it up. And we had a lot of listeners, man, but uh, I think we were on to something, but it didn't last. And that's okay. You know, you just be finding your way. So even now, me being by myself, I honestly think I would do better with a co-host. But and I try to do it with like family and stuff like that. But that's the thing. Like you got to get somebody who's just as passionate about it as you are and just as like drilling as I am. Like because I fell off the map, like fatigue or whatever, I let it take over me that I was like, ah, I'm not going to record today or, oh, I'm not going to take notes about what I want to talk about. But I'm like, no matter what it is, like, it's a passion that you have to keep going. And I'm going to be honest, this podcast has paid for bills. It's like put gas in my car at times or whatever it is. Like, shout out to Anchor, you know what I mean? For just being a platform for people to come and put their work up and, and then get, you know, get a prize. Like, I'm I'm watching church right now, I'm going to be honest, but it's on the low. But my point is, I was saying, that was just me like going on on my TED talk about other things. But I was just saying, you know, whenever you feel like at your lowest, that's when you talk to God the most and you care for him. But I feel like when I'm when things are not necessarily going well, how do I come back? How do I continue to still be at worship? Like, And I feel like I heard this quote on social media. And if someone's saying, you know, God should be like vitamins and you take them all the time to keep up with your, you know, take your fish oil and your B12 and B6 and omega-3s, you know, or whatever it is. Like, you take your vitamins to stay regulated and to stay healthy, you know, for brain health and gut health and things like that. 
but talking to God and, and, and looking to God should not be like medicine when you're sick, like Advil, Tylenol, you know, Robitussin or whatever that you take to just like stop the, stop the uncomfortability. It should be just like something that you do so that when you are sick, you already know where to go and what to take and what to go to when you are at your lowest. And I feel like I loved that because that was like such a great visual for someone like me who feels like, okay, you know, um, I think I use God like medicine. Like when I don't feel good, I mean, let me take some, uh, let me take, take some God, let me take some prayer. You know what I mean? But when I'm doing well, I don't be taking my vitamins. I don't be, you know, acknowledging him and trying to upkeep my health and upkeep my faith wellness. And I, don't, I just know that I can do that. I can be a better person when it comes to that. I can be. And I think I record this sometimes for accountability, for knowing that I should be. Um, so that's just something that I've been thinking about as I go through these hard times. Like, I honestly want to make another recording at the end of this month just to see how has it changed? What, Where am I now? Because... I've gone through so much with this relationship that I'm in, like where I see myself, how serious I'm taking it, who I'm entertaining because I'm like tired of entertaining, you know, my partner or whoever. Like, what am I giving more my attention to? Um, and there's a song by Jonathan McReynolds called Make Room. I will make room for you. And that's like powerful to me when I think about he has another song called Cycles he said the devil learns from your mistakes even if you don't and I'm like oh oh somebody learning from the choices that I make and the things that I do and I just the mind is so powerful and I'm like okay you're powerful too, Michelle. Like, you can be in control. Like, you got to remember who created you and who made you into their image. And I hate to be so faith-based for this podcast episode for those who do listen and feel uncomfortable. But at the same time, I can't help but not be because of where I was and to where I am now and where I hope to go. I'm just, when I hang up this podcast and stop recording... I'm going to be right back at reality. I'm not saying I'm going to hang up or hang. I keep saying hang up. What the heck? Um, Stop recording and be like, oh, now I'm good. Like, it's just going to be right back to the real tosses and turns of this wave storm that I'm in, man. And I just want to thrive. And I want to learn how to, like, rise above the waves, maintain. So... If you're listening and you're a prayer, pray for me or talk to, you know, Mother Earth and Father Sky for me and just lift lift me up. I would appreciate it. I'm also thinking about my friends and acquaintances who are dealing with illnesses and whether it be personal illnesses or family illnesses, I'm thinking about you know, those overseas, those dealing with the whole Uvalde crisis. I went to a Mexican American uh, cultural center with my students and we went to this altar room and 
and I saw this altar that was made for the students of Uvalde, and it just broke my heart, you know, to think about how young they were. I mean, I have a class of second graders, man. They stress me, but I can't imagine someone taking their life. And I thought about them, and yeah, I lift everybody up going through it, you know. Those of us in the show that I'm rehearsing for, it's, it's real challenging. And I just want us to find our way and tell the story the best that we can. And I lift up this life that I'm living and how hard it is, how troubling things are. And this holiday season, as we bring this year to a close, what a year, what a hard year it has been. And I'm so grateful. I remember praying and thinking and crying about so much of these times that I'm in. And in so many ways, I'm living inside of some blessings that I didn't realize that I wanted and needed. And so I, I'm asking for prayers of just acceptance and receptiveness of these things and understanding and for strength. So, hey guys, may we go with God, man. May we go with the universe and get up there and... And get what's ours and help people get what's theirs as well. Give people their flowers while they're still with us. And um, as hard as it is for me, talk to your parents if they're still with you and tell them that you love them. Even if they're not with you, tell them that you love them and you're thinking about them. That's something that I struggle with because I feel like, oh, they're not going to receive it. Or they're going to think, oh, what do you want? You want something. And... I've never been the kind of person to ever have to be in that position. But this has been the hardest two years of my life. Um, And I'm hoping to get out of that place of like feeling like I have to use my parents for their help. It's the reason why I'm not a mom. Because I'm like, nah, man, this ain't gonna ever end. So anyways, I don't mean to just boom, 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 talk about myself a lot. I pray for others. Hey guys, that about sums it up with Random Morning Thoughts with Chocolate Thunder. Take care. Happy Sunday. Peace.